Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Luke 2, verses 21 to 35. When the eighth day arrived, the day of circumcision, the child was named Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived. Then when the days stipulated by Moses for purification were complete, they took him to Jerusalem to offer him to God as commanded in God's law. Every male who opens the womb shall be a holy offering to God. And also to sacrifice the pair of doves or two young pigeons prescribed in God's law. That's in the Old Testament. In Jerusalem at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple as the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law. Simeon took Jesus into his arms and blessed God. God, you can now release your servant, he said. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people for Israel. Verse 33 to 35 says this, Jesus' father and mother were speechless with surprise at these words. They were speechless with surprise at these words. The title of my message today is surprise, surprise. Many of you seen the, the TV program, Surprise, Surprise? It's now come back, I think. It used to be on many years ago. Surprise, surprise is when people are brought back together. There's a reunion. Sometimes people are longing to see relatives and people come and to be together again. And they join them up on this program and they give them something that they've been wanting for many years. And that, pro- that program's called Surprise, Surprise. But the title of my message is this, because I believe that in this bit of scripture, there were a few people who had a surprise around the Christmas story, just like we have today. Number one in this story is expect the expected. Expect the expected. Simeon, We read in this story, it's a lot of it's about Simeon. He was a good man, it says, and with the Holy Spirit. He was a good man with the Holy Spirit. And he had his own Christmas wish list. He had a wish list, Simeon. He had something that he was longing for and waiting for. I know that when the kids were wanting their gifts... 
For months they've just been saying, we want this. They had the list of exactly what they wanted as Jacob put the Skylanders right at the top. And he, he knew what he wanted. He had this list that was just, he really wanted Father Christmas to bring. Today, it's even more modern than that. You can have an Amazon wish list. You know, there's no longer, the, there's element of surprise. You can go on months ahead, put in your details, create a wish list of everything you want, and you know what you're going to get really. You're just hoping someone buys them. And I, I think you can even go on these things and check whether they've gone off the list as well. Things have changed, haven't they? But we have these wish lists before Christmas, things we long for, things we desire. And Simeon in this story, he says, in Jerusalem at this time, Simeon was a man who longed for someone to help Israel. That was his wish, his desire. He says this, that he lived with prayerful expectancy. He didn't just pray, but he lived a prayerful life of expectancy, longing, just like the kids are longing to see these gifts. He desired something greater than himself. He knew that there was something coming because God's Spirit had promised him. John 15 verse 7 says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. He remained in God. He had the Holy Spirit on him, with him. He remained in God. And he was asking God for this, this thing he desired, for help for Israel. And he was longing to see in prayerful expectancy. And as John said, ask whatever you wish if you remain in me and it shall be given. Some of us today, you might have got your favorite handbag from Next. You might have got your favorite present, new coat, new toy. The thing that you've been longing for. But some of us today, through this year and through the years, have been living in prayerful expectancy, asking God for a hidden wish list that's in our hearts. You've been asking God for something, and you're just longing to see it come and fulfilled. It's a secret wish list that you have that some people don't sometimes know about. You're thinking, God, if you only would answer this, it's my, it is my secret wish, my wish list for, for you to do something for me. And Simeon in this story, he'd been living for years in prayerful expectancy until this day comes. The day comes when there's another couple, uh, Joseph and Mary are coming to the temple to fulfill a ritual. And at this time when they're coming to fulfill a ritual in order to do what God asked in the Old Testament. Right at this very time, there's different people's stories were coming together. Simeon's gift was about to be answered. Mary and Joseph had just received a gift. And they were taking their gift to the temple. How I many of you know it's a good thing to bring our gifts to the temple today, amen? To the house of God. They went to the temple The Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. He was longing to see the Messiah, the Savior of Israel, before he died. And led by the Spirit, Simeon went to the temple. For some of us today, 
You're going to live in prayerful expectancy. You're going to be longing for God to do something for you. But one day, there's going to come a time when you are going to have to take action and be led by the Spirit to go and get the gift. You can pray all you like and ask, but just as Simeon did, he got up and had to do something to go and get it. And he went to the temple. He had to get up as an old man who was about to die. He knew he was about to die. He didn't have as much strength as he used to have. But in his frailty, he knew he had to take a stance and go and get the promise of God. Seeing the gift in the temple, he looked and he took the child, didn't he, and said something over the child. I want to say to you today, don't give up. Don't give up on the thing that you're expecting. Expect the expected. He lived in prayerful expectancy. He had an expectation. because Do you know why? Because God had put it in his heart. He knew deep down, underneath all of the things that he could see in Israel at the time that just went against this, that he lived in this expectancy that showed him, despite everything around me that I see, I know it's true. And the day came. The day came... When the promise came to earth. And that's why we're here today. Amen. Don't give up on your real wish list. Don't give up on the wish list that you have in your heart today. The things that you're longing for. The things that you haven't told anyone about. The promises of God that he showed you many years ago. That he was going to give you. Some of us are thinking, I'm going to delete that off the wish list. Because I've given up. It's not coming anymore. Matthew 7 The 7 to 8 said this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to one who knocks the door will be opened. We should pray. But as Simeon did, he sought. He sought as well. You can pray, but you need to seek the gift as well. Amen. Amen. Number two. Is that you should evaluate your gift. Evaluate your gift. Calculate it. Look at what you have already. Look at what you have in your hands already. You can have a wish list for the things you want. And the things that you believe God has promised you. But evaluate what you have as well. Sometimes we underestimate what we have in our hands already. Every year we buy the, uh, we, we get gifts for children and we see them getting all these gifts. Every year prior to that, about three months before that, Emma does a clear out of all the stuff that we don't need anymore. The things they've grown out of. Sometimes I look at some of these gifts, I'm thinking, wow, these are amazing things and we can give them away and sell them and all this kind of stuff. But you look at them thinking, under our nose we've got gifts that people would love. Sometimes we underestimate the things we've got already. We're always looking to something else. And we're not looking at what we have in our hands. 
We read this earlier in verse 22 to 24 in Luke. Then when the days stipulated by Moses for purification were complete, they took Jesus, that's Mary and Joseph, up to Jerusalem to offer him to God as commanded in God's law. Every male who opens the womb shall be a holy offering to God. And also to sacrifice the pair of doves or two young pigeons prescribed in God's law. The real requirement that day, when they took Jesus, they were taking him, after he'd been circumcised, they were taking him to the temple for, some, for, for Mary to be cleansed. They were taking him to the temple for Mary to be cleansed. In the ritual law, it required her to go and be cleansed. Because of her womb had been opened by a male. And it said this, the requirement of the law in Leviticus was this. That she had to take, or they had to take, two doves or two pigeons. As a sacrifice for this cleansing, along with Jesus. And they went to the temple with these two things to give. These two items. But do you know what? The Levitical law said this, that if you can afford it, you bring a lamb and a pigeon or a dove. But if you can't afford it, it gave almost like an exit clause. If you, if you can't afford this, if you're poor, then you can just bring the two birds instead of the lamb and the bird. And they went to the temple that day and they went with their two birds. But what they didn't realize what they had right beside them was the lamb of God. They didn't realize that they were, they were carrying even though they said we're poor, we don't have much. Right in their arms they were carrying the Lamb of God. The sacrificial Lamb. The one who is give his life and cleanse them in the future. They were carrying the Lamb. Some of us today don't realize what we have. You don't realize that you have the gift, if you're born again and you've given your life to Jesus, you have the greatest gift that you could ever ask for. You have the most amazing gift you could ever ask for. If you don't have that gift today, then let me tell you it's on offer and it's for free. The sacrificial lamb. They thought they were poor. They didn't have much. But yet they had the lamb. They had, they were the richest people that day. They were the richest people. They had the best gift that could have ever been given. Despite our desire for more. Despite our desire for more things. All the time. We have the greatest gift. The greatest gift that's ever been given. When John the Baptist first saw Jesus when he grew up. His first glimpse at Jesus, he said, look, the Lamb of God, the one who takes the sin of the world. When he saw him, he knew. He knew the gift. He knew Jesus as he looked at him. He said, look, he's the Lamb of God. He's the sacrificial Lamb. Mary and Joseph at this time didn't fully understand or comprehend with the joy of having a gift of the baby. They didn't understand that he would be the one he would, who would give his life. He would be pierced for us. But as John the Baptist we see, he looked and said, he is the lamb 
the Lamb of God. I want to tell you today, if you didn't think you had much, today you have the sacrificial Lamb who has cleansed you and washed you of all your sin. He's given us a life of hope. And you aren't poor. In fact, you're the richest person on the planet. When we're here today, there's some people who are lavishing and celebrating today, eating the finest of foods, the finest of restaurants, celebrating Christmas. Let me tell you, you think I'm sat in a church, little church down Tennyson Road, you're the richest person. You've got the best gift ever. Let's remind ourselves of what we have. Evaluate your gift. Number three, and finally, as we come to a close, number three, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. We read earlier, Simeon said this, With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. You see, Simeon, just like John the Baptist, looked at Jesus and held him in his arms. And he looked at him. And as he looked at, as he looked at Jesus, he said, I've seen salvation. He could see prophetically in the future. He could see what this child would bring. He was saying, this is a great child you have, but do you realize he will be He will bring salvation. He will bring salvation for Israel. And he saw that he too saw that he was the lamb. He saw that they were carrying into the temple the true lamb of God. Verse 33 and 35 said this. Jesus' father and mother were speechless with surprise. What I find amazing about this is we just we know the Christmas story so well that Mary and Joseph had had angels visit them. Some amazing things that we could, we could wish for ourselves that God would reveal himself in these ways to us. They'd seen some amazing things. Had prophetic words spoken about who they were going to have as a child. Some amazing things. But as Simeon, this is no angel appearing, As Simeon said these words over their child, he says they were surprised and speechless. You know why? Because it went beyond the gift they'd received. It went beyond the gift of just a baby and and what the prophets had said. But now he was confirming that he would save the world. They were speechless with surprise. You will be surprised. You think that some of us think today that what we have already and what we are as a Christian and what we we do as a Christian, that we've kind of reached the limit. Some of us today are here and saying, I'm celebrating Christmas. And we think we've hit the peak. We've hit the limit of our Christian walk. This is as good as it gets. Let me tell you, the point is this morning, is that there is always room for surprise. There's always room for another surprise. God comes to Mary and Joseph through Jesus. He's given to them. But even though they carry the Lamb of God, even though they carry the Savior of the world, even though they have everything they could ever desire and He would save them from their sin, they are surprised and speechless as they hear these words given to them by Simeon. 
they were beginning to understand this gift. They were understanding the level of this gift, the value of it. Some of us today, we get Christmas presents and I did it this morning and we're opening the kids stuff. And I'm, I try to put the things together and put all these toys together without reading the instructions. I, I just, I want to do it quick. And Emma's going, just read the instructions. Read the instructions. And I don't want to, I just want to get these things together so the children can enjoy them. Some of us today are rushing around doing things like this. We're missing the fullness of what the gift is. Sometimes you read the instruction manual later and find out, ah, actually, if I just press this button here, look what happened. Wow, it does this. I didn't realize it did this. The reason why is we never read the instruction manual to start with. And some of us today are operating and we're not fully finding out everything that God has in store for us in our relationship with him. The gift that's been given, you can be surprised because there's more. There's always more. There's always more with God. You need to realize the potential and the extent of the gift you've received. It doesn't end there. They'd seen the angels. They'd seen everything. But they were speechless with surprise. We say this in our church a lot. We say we want to get the awe back into the church. In Acts 2, the people were filled with awe, it says. Because of the signs and wonders that they saw. When they saw the miracles occurring in front of their eyes. He says that the people who saw these things were in awe. We need to get the awe back in our Christian walk. The surprise back. The fact that God has got something different for you every single day. It doesn't end here. It's not just about Christmas Day and receiving the gift and then enjoying your year without God. There's more after Christmas Day. There is more after Christmas Day. Today we need to be prepared for God to surprise us again. Amen. Isaiah 43, 16 to 19 says this. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. In this bit of scripture where Isaiah prophesies and says, remember the things in the past where God did some amazing things. Some of us are dwelling on the heritage and traditions of God. Of what he's done. And we just come and celebrate and say, you know, all the great things God has done. But behold, I am doing a new thing. If you think that God is a God of the past and tradition, I want to remind you today that in this church alone we believe that he is doing a new thing. And there's more to come. More surprise. More awe in our church. God says, don't look to the things of the past. Look to the things of the new. Behold, I am bringing something new, he says. With that I close. 
Reminders, expect the expected today. Not the unexpected. Some of us know what we want. God has promised us. Expect the expected. Number two, evaluate your gift. Evaluate and value and calculate what God has given you. What's in your hands already? That today when you walk out of here, remember, you are the richest person in the world. You've got the best gift. You might not have a diamond, but you have the Prince of Peace. Amen? And number three, you'll be surprised. Get the awe back in your walk with God. Remember, there's more to the surprise than Christmas Day. There's next year. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless. And goodbye.